Yeah, great, thank you. Yeah. Maybe we switch spots and I'll be in the light. So you got your hair wet. Yeah. And do you do that every time you sauna? I do. And, and what's the theory with that for you? Well, when your if your hair gets too hot, you can actually burn it. Yeah. yeah. So you want to keep it. Sometimes I use castor oil in my hair to protect it. So mm -hmm. heat, going from hot to cold, can make your hair a little bit weaker sometimes. Agreed. It can also make it stronger, I yeah, think, yeah. Is, is my theory. <laughs> and, and I always um, put it this way. Up at our cabin sauna, where I'll sauna, you know, four times a week, maybe five, whatever, um, from early June until about now, you know, like late, late in the summer, in the fall, I never use shampoo or soap. Am I crazy? No. The oils of your own hair are healthy. Yeah. So if you're constantly rinsing at least, you know, some of the dirt off, it's actually not good to wash your hair too much. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So it's great we're here. I, I was thinking about today, Carrie, and how <clears throat> this moment is like, how many times have I said, oh my God, I wish I had this recorder, right? When we sound it together. <laughs> Most of the times. Yeah. I'm like, wait, save that, save that. So now is that time. We can um, we can chat. And, and, you know, the reason for wanting to have the recorder going and, and when we speak is uh, you bring such this, such a great perspective to sauna. Um, I want to ask you, you know, how you first got into sauna and all that, but before that, I, I want uh, listeners to understand where, where you're coming from and what you do today. So if we could maybe just start right in with that is uh, uh, tell us how you got into what you're doing and then tell us listeners of, uh, of what you are doing. Okay. So I got into what I'm doing um, sort of through my own illness, actually, but all my life I've been interested in health and wellness on some level. So I went to... College of St. Catherine or St. Kate's um, for dietetics and nutrition science. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't exactly the world I thought I was going to be in. You know, it wasn't actually holistic healing. It was more um, Western ideology. And so I felt a little discouraged. And then I went um, to go ahead and do my master's in holistic nutrition and found a great place called the University of Natural Health that was really, mm. you know, in alignment with my beliefs. Mm. And where are they located? Um, they're actually an online school. Yeah, yeah. Great. So it's great, just move at your own pace. Oh. But it was nice because they had, you know, everything that really aligned with my beliefs as I knew to be so far in my lifestyle. Um, but I was practicing as a nutritionist, you know, and just working and waitressing and doing multiple jobs in different facets. Uh, but throughout my path and throughout my journey, I started to become really ill coming up into my early 30s, late 20s. And I was ill for several years, just not feeling well, low, you know, lots of fatigue, belly bloat, um, weight gain, and then started with chronic dizziness and then thyroid issues. And eventually I was diagnosed with Hashimoto and lupus. Um, and I was diagnosed with early onset lupus, meaning they saw my antibodies for my Th1 and Th2 antibodies were over 481 at their highest, which they should be in ranges of 0 to 13. So that showed that I had Hashimoto. And then I had L1, L2 strains. For listeners, can you explain what Hashimoto is? Sure. <laughs> Hashimoto, the concept in Western medicine is that it's an autoimmune disease with your thyroid and your parathyroid gland and that your body is actually attacking its own tissue. Yeah and eventually it will just shut down. And so you should be on medication the rest of your life. Wow. So I was put on steroids, Synthroid, Synthetic Thyroid, then they switched over to Armor Thyroid. I was on several different steroids, um, testosterone cream and progesterone tablets because my body was not making its own hormones mm -hmm. anymore in that. And, and uh, how long ago was that? 
was about six years ago. About six years ago. Yeah. And uh, I know it's probably hard to kind of, for me to ask you to relive a day in, in six years ago, but, you know, at its worst or when you realized you needed some intervention, what was a day like for you at that time? It was pretty crippling, to be yeah. honest. It, I felt like a failure as a parent. Um, I couldn't get off the couch to take my kids to the park and not because I was lazy or tired. It was like literally I, I couldn't sit up very quickly. My husband would have to help me go from laying down to sitting up because I, my medulla gland was so messed up that I would get equilibrium so bad that I would fall over or I'd black out. Um, so it was, was there pain at all? At all? Like, I was in chronic physical pain, like inflammation everywhere. I mean, my inflammatory markers were through the roof when I would get my blood done. Um, then they, they called it fibromyalgia, which I was like, I'm 30 years old. How do I have fibromyalgia? So everything hurt to touch, you know, like even my cycles as a woman got extremely uncomfortable and very heavy, which had never been before. So pretty much everything was just amplified. I was in chronic pain. I had chronic insomnia, which will make a person crazy. I was going to ask you about that too. And how about anxiety? or, or Severe anxiety and depression all came in with this. And I had never struggled with it any other time in my life. So I knew that this was not something genetic. This was not something that I just ha that you just have, you know. So, yeah. you know, the doctors were saying like, well, we don't know. I just it happens. It just does. Yeah. And so that was something I just really didn't believe in. Right. And so I just sought out my own healing. I just... So the the Hashimoto diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You're on multiple medications. Mm -hmm. Take us forward from there. You know, six years ago now, you've, you're, you're trying the conventional way through drugs and stuff for mm -hmm. relief, just for yeah. acute problems here, right? Well, I was a little bit of a rebellious one from the start. Um, I refused to do the testosterone cream. She told me if I rubbed it on the same place, my body would grow hair there. And I was like, well, that seems bizarre. So I always took the thyroid medication and I took the steroids temporarily just to get me well enough to mm -hmm. be able to take my kids to school, to take them to the yeah. park. So I did rely on that, and then and, I saw... And it helped a bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, not much. Like, a little bit. Like, I could get through the day. I could, you know, not worry about having to pick up my kids if I took a nap, you know. Um, so it helped a little bit, but I started studying with rheumatologists and hormone specialists, and yeah. everybody just kept stacking more and more drugs on my plate, and I just broke down in tears, and I was like, this can't be it. This cannot be the rest of my life. I'm 30 years old. And so at that point, I just decided I was done with the Western side and I had to go Eastern. I had to try something else because what I was doing wasn't working. And so I started seeing naturopathic doctors here in Minnesota. I flew out to Topanga, California. I worked with an energy healer and a naturopathic doctor there. Um, I worked with like clay packing and mud bathing and all these things. And I did receive some relief, Right. but I was on like hundreds of dollars of supplements a month. So it was still like a Western approach to Eastern thinking, you know, it was like, I was on an organic hydrochloric acid tablet versus like, I don't know, drinking whatever you would have Pepto-Bismol or something. So it was still the same approach and it just wasn't resonating with me. And um, I felt most defeated. One day I was having what they call a lupus flare and my body from head to toe, you couldn't really touch my skin because it was in so much pain. And I was supposed to have a massage that day and I was like, well, I obviously can't do that. It's not going to work. So I called and canceled the massage and, and then something inside my being told me I needed to go. So I called back and said, I'm just getting him coming. And I showed up and I told the girl, I'm really sorry. I have 
this condition called lupus and my body hurts really bad. So I don't know what you're going to do, but I just knew I was supposed to be here. And that was my little God wink, um, or whatever you want to call it, little sign from the universe that I was in alignment. And she knew everything. She was like, oh, we'll just do some light lymphatic massage, bring it to your kidneys, drain it out. And I was like, how do you know all this? So she explained to me that she was a regenerative detoxification specialist and that she had studied with Dr. Robert Morse at the International School of Regenerative Detox. And I was in between beyond skeptical and desperate. So I just drank up everything she had to give me and I changed my life overnight. And I followed everything she told me to do. And within 14 weeks, I had a reverse diagnosis of Hashimoto, no inflammatory markets in my blood, nothing existed after that and after that happened i was like i have to know all the things about this mm. wow well thanks for sharing that that's uh i think i'm more emotional about your story <laughs> as you said it than than you were sitting here on the sauna bench but thank you for that um that was the beginning of a transition where you just wanted to know everything you could about this mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, what, so what did you do more research I did a ton more research and I actually went to school with Dr. Robert Morris at the International School of Regenerative Detox. I took his level one and level two course, um, which made me a certified um, regenerative detoxification specialist. In addition to, I went into a holistic nutrition program um, and now I'm actually enrolling in my PhD in naturopathy. So I've continued to learn and learn and learn. And then I took additional studies from somebody named Dr. Pesic, who runs the International Institute of Iridology, which mm. is the ability to read the eyes and tell wow. you what's happening inside your body. So yeah. after I was introduced to this world, it just became so obvious that there's so much out there that yeah. we just don't know and yeah. that anything is possible in your body when given the right environment. Mm. So fast forward to today, unless you want to fill in some more of those gaps. I mean, you're getting education and you're starting your practice at the same time, right? At that time, yes. My practice is in full swing now. Yeah. Um, I have a holistic clinic that I partner with a couple other holistic practitioners in South Minneapolis. Uh, I'm busy five plus days right. a week, fully you booked. Know, hats off to you. You really can hold it all together. How, how old is Mia, your youngest? Mila is 14 months today. Yes. And you, we, we were talking off mic. You're still nursing. Mm -hmm. And you have this full-time practice. And mm -hmm. you never... Um, you're never short with time with your patients, I notice. You give them your all, and that must be hard. I mean, your day can fill pretty quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it's it here on fall. time. I mean, but you were a pro because you made it here on time for our sauna here together yeah. and, and sauna talk. Um, is it tough, or do you love it, or are things flowing well for you uh, today, like with your practice and, and, and your life? It's both. It's flowing great. It's like it was my dream. I never really believed that I could work full time in complete alignment with sharing health with the world. And I'm doing that now. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. But yes, yeah. it's hard. I work with a lot of people with autoimmune and heavy cancer and a lot of grief going on behind that and a lot of really diligent detoxification work. And, mm -hmm. you know, you feel the weight and the responsibility right. for these people's journey. So. There is a lot of hours being put in, but I'm so passionate about what I do that I go to bed without reward every day. Mm, beautiful. Um, <clears throat> we're going to jump around a little bit. One of the things I thought we'd start with um, in terms of sauna and related to sauna is minerals. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the things that we've had multiple conversations about. 
Um, so I thought I'd start with, while we're a little fresh, unless you want to dive into minerals after a cool down, I'm totally flexible. We can start and then... We can start. Yep, I'm perfect, good. great. Now, hey, a word to listeners. Carrie is turned into a sauna pro. I mean, <laughs> I asked that question because I wanted her comfortable in the hot room here, um, but she can definitely sauna with the pros. Um, you, you, you've been enjoying sauna the last I few months. I love sauna. Yeah. yeah. When, when did it first start for you, uh, sauna? When did it come into your, your life? And if recent, that's totally cool. It came into my life during my healing. So um, Dr. Morse talked a ton about the benefits of, of sauna, and specifically not infrared, but specifically steam and wood-fired sauna that you can, you know, burn water on the rocks. Yeah. Um, but talking about the benefits of your lymphatic system and the healing of your lymphatic system comes from being able to get your body at an internal temperature that yes. can purge waste out of your cells. Well, so can, let's dive into that. Let's slow that one down a second because I think that's a, a really critical thing that actually deserves even more study and analysis. In a sauna, a hot room, uh, our core body temperature is raised, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and is, that's, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the core body of your temperature raises, as well as your skin, your skin is considered your third kidney. And so your kidneys are your main eliminative organ, and they are what eliminate all of your waste. So excess proteins, toxins, waste, what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, and what you put on your skin is removed by the lymph, brought to your kidneys, and filtered through the urine. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have kidney stagnation or weaker kidneys, your body will utilize your skin as a kidney. Interesting. So, so they'll trade off a bit? They'll help each other? Yeah. I mean, they all. your body's always on your side. Yeah. So whatever symptom that you're having in your body is always a symptom of your body trying to maintain an, a neutral pH inside. Mm -hmm. So yes, your skin will help your kidneys if your kidneys are backed up. So acne is lymphatic waste coming through the skin. Eczema is kidney weakness coming through the skin. Mm -hmm. um, dry, itchy skin is kidney weakness and lymphatic waste coming through the skin. So your body will just push and push and push so that the white... Beautiful. No, you finish your sentences. Okay. You're doing great. I won't forget. Keep going. <laughs> the white flakes that you see on your dry skin is actually the flakes in this um, sediment that you should be seeing in your urine. Interesting. So if you have clear urine and flaky skin, you know your kidneys need some support. So in the, in the example of eczema, then um, going to a tr traditional skin doctor and all that, will be uh, the patient will be treated for a skin problem. Mm -hmm. But if I'm hearing you right, the problem is really with the kidney. Yeah, it's a kidney and lymphatic problem. Yeah. So when we go to a dermatologist or someone, they're gonna give you a steroid cream, which is going to dumb down the symptoms and basically suppress the histamine that's being produced in your body. And your adrenal glands are in charge of the fight or flight, the rust and digest, they're in charge of cortisol production, they're in charge of all of the histamine. So the more we put steroids in our body or on our body, the more we suppress their function. So really the root cause of the skin issue is a kidney weakness. I have a couple friends that um, yeah, have skin skin problems who have found sauna to be not just helpful, but like monumental in terms of improving their skin condition and that. So it, at face value, it could be said that the fact what we're doing right now, Carrie, you know, the sweat, this this purging, this cleaning of our pores of our skin is is maybe the primary. But uh, I'm reaching for a thought here that there is the secondary, this internal uh, healing that's happening or, or uh, improvements. So it's a one-two punch, maybe this taking the pressure off the kidneys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, this is a top recommended protocol when I have people going into healing is to get in a sauna and then a cold bath. Sauna, yeah. cold, sauna, cold, back and forth. 
So you're not only healing the lymphatic system, but the lymphatic system is 80% of your body's fluid that lives underneath the dermis, right underneath your skin layer. And it purges waste through the skin. So there's that healing happening. Yeah, so the correct. waste is coming out and then you're rinsing it off. Yes. But on a, a clean rinse, not soap rinse. But right, a, just a, a clean a rinse. Natural flush through the pores being open from heat, right? Mm -hmm. All our pores, like uniformly. Not just if you're running, you know, maybe your, your body temperature can go up some bit. But if you're, you know, sometimes your feet or your legs are cold. But uh, this is a uniform heat that is opening all of the pores of our skin equally. Correct. Yeah. And yep. so what better way to clean than a clean rinse, a flush, a fresh shower, or jump into a cold lake? Exactly. And so there's a couple things happening. There's the skin cleaning, the lymph cleaning, but also you're aiding your kidneys and getting waste out so they aren't so overwhelmed yeah. with how much waste they're trying to do if you're in the middle of the detox. So you're giving the, your body a little break. Yep, yep. And you answered that very well. There, There is a, um, you know, a, a minor question of... Can you detox in a sauna? And the whole infrared uh, marketing craze is yes, yes, yes. And ironically, well, okay, so on face value, the answer is arguably no, because we're just cleaning the pores of our skin. But Carrie has taken this to, pardon the pun, a deeper level, and that the answer is yes, because of the, uh, the, the kidney uh, improvement and less strain on the kidney through flushing through the skin. Correct. Yep, 100%. So you're just alleviating the kidneys from their hard workload and allowing your lymph to become, you know, when your kidneys stop filtering, your lymph becomes like, if you can visualize a pond or a swamp that has stuff growing in it or moss, that is something you wouldn't get in and swim. And that's what the majority of our lymphatic systems look like, especially when we aren't draining properly through the kidneys. So this gives the opportunity for that pond to purge and become more like a lake and the yes. flowing and getting rid of mucus and getting rid of bacteria and viruses and antigens. Totally. So this is the, the, um, the um, clinical or medical advantage of uh, the clean rinse, the cold plunge, the thermogenesis from a lot of heat and a lot of cold. Um, and the expansion other? and contraction of your cells. Right, right. Expansion and contraction of your cells. Mm -hmm. um, anything else come to mind? You want to talk about maybe the opening of the pathways, um, you know, through circulation, uh, the hot and cold benefit that way uh, through cardiovascular, uh, you know, the pulse and chain. Any, any other thoughts about sauna um, besides well, the, the cleansing, which is so critical? I mean, get it. Everything sauna is doing is opening up the five systems of flow. And so the five systems of flow are lymphatic flow, arterial and venous blood flow, lymphatic flow, nervous system flow, and chi, your overall energy. So it's constantly in movement. Your heart is pumping faster. You're getting like what you would in a cardiovascular workout without the strain on your body, without the stress. And so with everything flowing better, and we have to remember that our body isn't Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. We don't get signals just yes. zapped to our brain. We actually transport via the blood, via hormones, and via the nerve myelin sheath. So we're actually increasing that flow and that productivity in the body when we're in the sauna. Putting you on the spot, <clears throat> um, sauna, good, good for this system. Sauna plus cold plunge or the clean rinse, ice cold, proper cool down. How much more important is it than just a hot room experience? Night and day. I don't know how to give it a percentage, but yeah. night and day. I yeah. mean, you're going from expanding your cells. So yeah. we're heating up right now. And a lot of times you're drinking water, you're bringing fluids in, you're bringing alkaline fluids in, which we'll get into next on the mm. benefits of ion minerals. Mm -hmm. But then when you get into the cold plunge, you're shrinking. You're shrinking mm -hmm. all those cells and they purge waste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
That was our cue to grab some water, and yep. um, also our cue to talk um, minerals. Sounds and, great. Um, um, uh, this is a component about uh, hydration, and um, a story that I, I is very personal to me based on um, my firsthand experience of the power of what hydration really is. So we had a proper cool down, and um, we did do what I call the clean rinse, the cold shower in, my, in our case in my backyard in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA, which by the way is a great simple addition to a sauna setup in your backyard. Garden hose, a simple on-off, shut-off, you can get at Home Depot, a remnant hose length, you can get that at Home Depot, and I just use a shower attachment like a, like, you know, a garden uh, spigot and uh, you know, a couple, couple of tie-down straps or zip ties, and there you go. An outdoor shower on demand. You like it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very creative and simple. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yeah, yeah. So, uh, minerals. So, what's the definition of hydration? Well, hydration is a hot topic. You know, everybody has a philosophy on how much you should have in your body for fluid. But hydration really is about how much nutrients or how much, how many minerals and how much water your cells are actually absorbing. Yeah. Um, on that score, if I were to, if we were to walk down the street and ask 10 people what hydration is, is they're thinking, you know, I would say the most common answer, and I could be wrong, is uh, drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought it was for many years. I mean, uh, we, we've shared this story and I, I'm really excited to get your input about minerals, but to me, hydration equals uh, water plus the right mineral balance. And I was really lacking that. I mean, I sauna hard and a typical winter sauna for me in this backyard sauna here would be um, around this time, like five in the afternoon, maybe I'll come out and um, have some friends over or whatever in a couple hour sauna session. And about 7.30 or so, I work my way back in the house and I'm hungry, but I'm exhausted, like tired, tired. And so if it's gonna be a night where we, uh, this is Minneapolis folks, so airplanes. We're only what, 15 minutes from the airport? I made the flight the other night. You did? Yeah. I that was close. Yeah, well, you know, I, was, I, I had to get something to eat at the airport because we were at the sauna party together yeah. and then and then you put the fear in me. You better go. You're gonna miss the flight. So yeah. So so anyhow. So I would I would fill 32. I would drink like 16, 20 ounces of water. I would fill a 32 ounce uh, jug of water and bring that to sauna and then sauna sauna and then fill it again, sauna sauna and come in wiped out. And but a good wiped out. Like all I'd want to do is lay on the couch. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, if Julia said, well, hey, we're gonna go out to dinner. Or let's go right in here. If um, uh, I, I'd be toast. I mean, I'd be I'd be not able to go to a concert or go out to dinner. I'm really just ready for the couch. So when this Finland trip came about, um, I was you know I was on guard because I I know I know how sauna is for me in terms of my stamina and I give it hard and I'm usually wiped out. So my my goal was one sauna a day. I mean I could do that. I could gear up for that, hit that sauna, and then you know limp my way back to the hotel Airbnb and chill, right? Mm -hmm. But when you get to Finland and it's like, you know, a kid in a candy store, I started uh, doubling up days. I thought I could do like 18, 24, da, da. but the bottom line is minerals. And um, I was introduced to minerals in Finland by sauna pros um, my first day, and I ended up taking 50 saunas in 12 days. Um, I was energized and I sounded hard each, each one. 
Um, can we speak to minerals? I'll, I'll quiet down now. But I had to get my experiential um, appreciation of what hydration is through this uh, marathon trip in Finland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really common that people have insatiable thirst. Like they just drink a drink a drink and they never feel hydrated. And that's because absorption isn't happening. So you can walk down the street and somebody can have, you know, if you push your finger in on their leg, they'll have an indentation, which shows that, the, like, actually water isn't being absorbed into their system. They have inflammation and the water is staying extracellular. So there's a difference between intracellular water and extracellular water. And people don't understand that, like, water in doesn't equal water in your cells all the time. So there's a lot that goes on in the body. Um, if you have a really acidic environment inside, your body can be wearing water, fat, or calcium around your cells. And when that happens, your body has a really hard time getting nutrients and minerals and water inside the cells. Almost a barrier or a film kind Correct. of thing? Correct. Yeah, it's like a barrier. So it's called cellular malabsorption. Yeah. So a lot of times when I have patients come in, they'll say like, I drink, you know, two gallons of water a day and I'm still thirsty. And then they go get their water saturation or they get the doctors tell them they're dehydrated. And they're like, how could that be possible? And their cells aren't absorbing water. And so this is something that happens pretty frequently in, in people's bodies. So the ion minerals are an incredible component. And we can go deeper into that some other time. Sure, sure. But the ion minerals are an incredible component that I've been bringing every time I sauna. I was like, what are those? <laughs> so the minerals, the ones that I use, um, they have 72 trace minerals. Your body has around 90 trace minerals. You know, there's, there's 12 main minerals and then there's macro and micro uh, minerals that we actually need and if you're eating a really well-balanced diet that's organic and that's mm -hmm. you know lots of plants usually you're getting your proper levels of minerals but most of us aren't most of us has a lot of depletion and so this is something that you want to include when you're doing sauna so when you go into an authentic sauna and you know you're sweating a ton you're also purging everything that's in your cell so you are losing minerals you're losing electrolytes you hear of you know used mm -hmm. to be the Gatorade fad and now they realize that that's not the greatest but they were trying to replace electrolytes and they're trying to replace minerals inside your cells. So the difference when you just take a glass of water inside, maybe you're absorbing, maybe you're not. But then when you add the minerals to it, your cells actually like invite it in. Nice. So, and break that barrier? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you want to get something that's been tested for its absorption. That's going to be an important um, component in the minerals that you choose. Uh, but the minerals that I use have a 99% absorption rate, right. and there's lots of great minerals around. Yeah, and there's yeah. little tips and tricks to getting your body to absorb minerals as well. Right. But usually it invites in to mm -hmm. the cell what <clears throat> So you need. a question on that. So in our, our house, um, we have a reverse osmosis system, and that's the water that I had been using. Um, would that would system like that pull minerals out of water or... or it know? can. I don't know if that they've done a whole lot of testing to yeah. see what minerals are left. I mean, tap water, obviously, we have to worry about the runoff from pesticides yeah. and herbicides and chlorine. And so tap water really isn't your best option. Okay. So reverse osmosis is great. And then just add your minerals in. That's what I've been doing. And I'm just trying to make an association. Um, drinking all this water, all this reverse osmosis water, I think I was not getting uh, the right minerals in into my system through the excessive sweating through sauna mm -hmm. seem seem right seem logical. yeah it seems accurate 
you know, it makes such a difference. When I would miss my minerals and I would take a sauna, I would notice not only was I hungry when I got home, but I was so thirsty I couldn't yes, eat. Yes, exactly. So exactly. I would just drink and drink and drink, yeah. and then I like couldn't get hydrated. But then once I got those yeah. minerals in there, it yes. would just satiate my thirst. I noticed that too. Um, in Finland, um, I wasn't that hungry. And the interesting thing about my system is that uh, when I'm hungry, I got to eat. I have this, you know lion thing i'm on the hunt for food and i'm angry unless i'm you know I'm, I'm, i've eaten but when um when i do this sauna protocol with a lot of water um and the minerals um your minerals the the ion five stuff right mm -hmm. oh. yeah i use ion five and then i also yeah. use ionic elements yes i'm not mm -hmm. as hungry I'm not as hungry, and maybe it's a great weight loss strategy. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but usually after sauna, I'm ravenous. Mm -hmm. Not so much with this protocol. Yeah, most of the time isn't necessarily hunger coming from your stomach, like your stomach being yeah, empty. It's right. actually your cells sending a signal to your brain that you need nutrients and minerals back inside. Thank so you. when you're providing all of those minerals and all of that nutrition right into your cell, then your cells goes, oh, I'm good. That's all I needed, actually. So the signal is in, in your brain... Uh -huh. uh, yeah, no, it's, that's really well said. A lot of times, hunger is a is your mind saying you're hungry, not your stomach, right? Right. I mean, there's that saying that what your cells think is what yourself thinks. So your cells are actually always managing your nutri nutrition levels, and then yeah. they send signals to the brain saying we need nutrition. Mm -hmm. uh, the stomach will, you know, send a signal to the brain when it's empty. But not all the times that just because your stomach's empty means you need to eat. If your cells are satisfied, they have all their minerals, they have all their vitamins and nutrition inside your body, you may not need to eat. Might or be a you good need time to eat to less rest. because you're eating a higher um, vitamin and mineral diet. Is that fair? Yes. Yep, yeah. that's fair. So there's a much difference. You know, I don't pay attention so much to calories. I pay attention to nutrition yeah, and well, what, how many nutrient-dense foods are in your diet and how many minerals you're getting. Is this where we want to throw Monsanto under the bus? Is this appropriate time? <laughs> sure. Let's just Let's get that it. out right now. Um, why are organic fruits and vegetables so important? They couldn't be more important right now. And um, unfortunately, if you're living in the USA, uh, we have very loose regulations on what's organic and certified organic. Mm -hmm. um, but Monsanto is, you know, all over all of our crops. So it's the herbicide and pesticide spray that's considered and deemed safe and legal by the United States government. Um, and it's responsible and linked to many cancers and autism and autoimmune disease and bowel diseases and all sorts of things. Everybody you know knows somebody that has something wrong, that has like a bad gut or poor gut health or an autoimmune disease or an unexplained non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is directly related to glyphosate toxicity. So this is the big word is glyphosate. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in this herbicide and pesticide spray and it's all over our food. It's all over our processed foods, it's all over the wheat, it's all over the organic fruits and veggies. You can have an organic field right next to a non-organic field and it's still considered organic even though they're drone spraying and the wind can carry it over. So we are in a really serious time where people are saying, I don't get it, I eat good, I don't feel good. So what is it? People from other countries say they come here and they notice a big difference with the way our produce tastes compared to the rest of the world. And that's a lack of minerals in our soil. And so this Monsanto seed and this GMO seed and all the herbicide and pesticide spray is demineralizing our soil. Right. 
and agribusiness too, this non-rotation of crops. Um, there's uh, a lot of studies about the health. I, read, I started reading a lot about this after our chat a little while mm. ago. And there's just some simple reasons that have, we're talking decades of, of degradation of soil, mm-hmm. uh, not allowing uh, native, uh, native plants, weeds and all that to hold the moisture. Mm-hmm. So we're getting this dried out um, mixed soil, so to speak, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, anything more to that about this agribusiness and growing yeah. our crops? Big agri is really hard. I mean, I, you know, we get where it came from. It came from a profit ratio and making money and how to make more crop faster. But what we're realizing is that we're losing our, our nutrition and our, yes. our health. Yeah. in the process but like weeds are important weeds aren't weeds they're actually like herbs they're plants like dandelions are super good for cancer and diabetes and for the nervous system healing and like mm-hmm. burdock root and all these things that would naturally grow would be mineralizing the soil mm-hmm. so these are things that we're losing in the process yeah. and through the herbicide and pesticide spray when you take out the elements that the plants need they aren't carrying those minerals like they normally would right so we're eating kind of nutrientless yeah. food so all the more reason unfortunately for minerals Mineral supplements, but these are all natural. The the liquid supplement. You, you put how many drops in? in the Ten water? drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is just a reality of today. Uh, we need this mineral replenishment through through drops. We're not getting it even in. I mean, if we're eating uh, well, like you you do, you may not have the need for the minerals as much as. I mean, do you take them every day anyway, or? I take 10 every day. If I'm doing yeah. sauna, I take 30. Nice. Explain that. Walk us through. So 10 drops, it's a sauna day. Mm-hmm. Um, walk us through the, 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 the sessions of mineral drops. Yeah, so my um, first mineral drops are always just in the morning. It's like a wake mm-hmm. up, a check, like make sure I've got everything that I need. A lot of times lack of minerals will ha- will contribute to slow bowels as well. You know, you'll hear of a lot of people saying that they have digestive issues, so they're on a CalMag, calcium mm. magnesium supplement, and that mm-hmm. seems to help them. So the minerals are just great to just add in. So every morning. So in, in the morning. Yeah. I are you cool every- here? Are we cool down? Do you want to? I'm cool down. Hot round, we'll hot round it. Yeah. Okay, so it's sauna day um, in the morning. Well, why don't we walk through the, the whole spectrum in, in, your, in your diet? I mean, you have a real, I would, I don't know, let's, tell, let's layer the diet into the program. So you, you wake up, is first thing the minerals, mm-hmm. 10 drops of minerals with a glass of water? Or, yeah, or the first thing is actually 10 drops of minerals with a glass of water with some lemon juice, and I actually take five amino acid okay. capsules with it. Okay, then, then what? And then I actually fast for quite okay. a while. Good. I fast Good. until I'm hungry. Yeah, it can vary. Yeah, it can vary. Sometimes it's 10 o'clock, sometimes it's noon, sometimes right. it's one o'clock. Then what happens? Then I move into fresh organic fruit. I usually try to do something like organic watermelon, um, you know, something that's really hydrating, full of electrolytes, that I know my body's gonna be reaching for that hydration first before I go to anything savory, salty. I'm always bringing organic fresh fruit into my body. It's a very astringent cleanser. It cleans the lymphatic system and helps smooth bowels. I know. You, you are a watermelon nut. Every time <laughs> we do the sauna thing, you, do you add any lime or anything to your watermelon or just straight up? I just eat the watermelon straight, but when I juice it, I do watermelon, ginger, and lime together. Just those three? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, it is wonderful. Um, is, I'm jumping around. <clears throat> is watermelon the watermelon juice, the carry special, is that a mainstay for our sauna sessions, the ones that we're building. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I think it is. And everybody gravitates towards it too. And it they feels do. so good in your body. And it's just, it's filled with 97% water, but it's water that's packed with nutrition and electrolytes. Oh, so no you're question. just replenishing. So that's, uh, so that's, call it midday. Uh, you get into some, uh, you go right into fruits, nothing salty or um, uh, no carbs yet. You're just having some fruits. Then what? Mm -hmm. Then I often have, um, actually it's an organic superfood shake. It's called yeah. a power shake. Okay. And it's beyond organic. It's 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. And the owners actually of this little company are all about organic plant nutrition that's untouched soil. So yeah. the farm is... Um, like hundreds of miles away from any other industrialization. There's green minerals in the soil. Yeah. Um, they use they use ion minerals and green manure in the soil. Fabulous. And, and what what is the product itself? What do you what do you is it a powder? I mean what? Yeah, what it's a powder. It? It's called the Power Shake. Okay. Um, do you want me to tell you? All um, no. So so we'll we'll keep it top line, but we can yeah. dive into it. We'll come back around to it. So you you make yourself a shake basically. Is there protein in in this? Yeah, so this is actually 12 servings of fruits and vegetables per glass. Okay. So it's really more of a fruit and vegetable shake. It has um, 8 grams of protein that's yeah. naturally occurring from the plants. Um, spirulina, chlorella, mm. loganberry, apple, alfalfa leaf juice, etc. So it's just a really superfood shake. It's like making sure you've gotten everything in. Yeah. And I'm in my office with patients most of the time right. back to back. I don't really have time to sit down and eat a salad yeah. or to get in, you know, 12 wow. servings of organic plant. Fabulous. So the, no other additives besides the serving of this powdered drink and you shake it up yep, and off you go. Yep, shake it up some water or coconut water and off I go. Fabulous, fabulous. And when does the second dose of 10 drops of ion 5 in water, it's sauna day, when does that second dose come in? The second dose comes in before the sauna. So okay. later afternoon, okay. before the sauna. Now will you, staying with the chronology, will you have eaten or drinking anything after the the shake and before sauna? Yes. So after the shake, usually the shake's around noon or one o'clock, I'll have some fruits and some more aminos before sauna. Interesting. So I might have like a banana, something that has more potassium, so I'm looking more towards minerals again, and then I'll have five amino acids. And so I'm supporting all of the necessary amino acids so that my body's muscle is supported and that my body moves into a fat burning mode versus a muscle burning mode. Fabulous. So you show up to sauna, your second dose of uh, how many ounces of water um, with the mineral drops? I mean, 10 ounces, 8 ounces is yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, you tend to have more water in sauna than, right. than not. So. Yep. And we're always very good about providing water for people, and everybody's really great about filling their water bottles. Will, will you bring a water bottle? or? I just... usually do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Today. Wait, but we're sharing water, and it's <laughs> totally are. awesome. Um, and, and I'm getting thirsty every, not thirsty, I'm getting um, aware of uh, hydration when we talk so much. I'm, I'm looking for the water bottle, but I feel great. I'm ahead of the program. I'm much aligned with you. Um, two doses, uh, your sauna, okay? Mm -hmm. And you tell us about your sauna routine, like how many sauna rounds, cycles, about, in a, in a, I know you're very busy and scheduled, but a sauna session for you, um, from start to finish, how many hours, how long, how many cycles, anything in terms of optimal, like what do you strive for? Well, optimal would be 90 minutes to two hours if yeah. you've got it. Yeah. I mean, if you've got the time, do it. Yeah. But don't let that defeat you from ever doing it. You know, one round is still good. Yeah. You know, you're still making change, you're still sweating, you're yeah. still getting one of that top layers off of the skin and helping your skin look younger longer mm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, so and your hair, what, what were you talking about your hair that one time on the bench? Yeah, um, we were. 
about your hair yes. and the health of the oils in your hair right. and sweating through the scalp helps pro, um, hair growth, you know, stagnation yeah. in, in the mm -hmm. lymphatic system and in the scalp will eliminate yeah. hair growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get dandruff much, if at all, and I don't shampoo much, if at all. And uh, it is, I think it's the natural oils being released through sauna. Mm -hmm. yeah. And your hair will grow consistently as well. So it's a couple hours. You've enjoyed a great sauna session. Um, then what? Like, what's next uh, for you in terms of diet or or hydration? So then I'll have like I usually actually hack open a Thai coconut to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like uh -huh. twelve in my fridge at all times. So if you have an Asian market anywhere near you, they're usually a buck twenty-five, buck sixty-nine, something like mm. that. Hack a coconut open or mm. get a coconut water. Mm. And I'll have a coconut water with some minerals um, right after sauna. And that's your third dose then? That's my the third dose. Interesting. Yeah. How about food? What would be then I would move into a large green meal. Nice. Something very grounding and filled with like more of that earth big minerals like calcium and iron and um, you know just getting some of the phosphorus in your body. So yeah. spinach and arugula and alfalfa sprouts which are muscle builders. Mm -hmm. So I'm really getting in and supporting my system. How about quinoa? Yeah, quinoa is a complete protein. It's awesome for you. You know, you know, it's a leading question. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're sitting here on the sauna bench. We were attending this this conference, and uh, Carrie was, um, in addition to all of your work, you're also a caterer. I mean, like you need another, I, I should call you Slash in terms of all of your <laughs> your positions. But I can understand maybe the, and, and put your own words on this, but catering for you, I could see it. It's such a logical extension because... Um, if people, I feel you really have a mission to help people eating well and providing them with a real example, like this is how you should eat and making them great food. I can see the joy in you and I see, I know the love in the product because that quinoa salad is incredible. Mm -hmm. Is that one of your go-tos? Uh, it's, it's a really easy go-to, yeah, I would say for larger events, it's an easy go-to. Everybody loves it. Our goal and mission with, with events is to actually not draw attention to everything that we're doing being plant-based, organic, soy-free, corn-free, gluten-free, you know. We just don't draw attention to it. We just serve good, whole, organic food. And we let people dish up, and they come up and they ask questions like, yeah. what is this? This is amazing. This, And then you ex explain to them everything that they eat. And like, oh, does this have dairy? It must have dairy. You know, people were convinced that our um, soup had our carrot, ginger, oh. pumpkin seed soup had dairy in it. Didn't have anything. Just a little bit of coconut milk. Yeah. Um, so we love that element of surprise, like teaching people that like actually eating organic from the plants is delicious and obtainable. Anything else in your day after the meal, after sauna? Well, it depends on the day. Sometimes yeah. I like myself a piece of vegan chocolate, not gonna lie. Okay, well, geez, I was hoping you were gonna say a cheeseburger. Or oh no. Hit the pizza. Yeah. So no protein and no carbs? In a, in a perfect day for Carrie? Yeah. yeah, in a perfect day for me, I stick to all of the natural amino acids that come from fruits and vegetables. Yeah. In addition to, I'm taking a superfood shake. So I'm getting aminos there. I do take on sauna days, like when I leave here, I'll probably take a love meal, which is um, 20 grams of sprouted organic plant protein. So wow. it's not just like pea protein or hemp sure. protein. It's actually... 40 different vegetables and seeds that are sprouted and they have adaptogenic herbs so my nervous system just feels wow. so grounded and so supported oh. when I'm done. Is this in powder form? or? or it is, yeah. And mm -hmm. I used to be kind of anti-products. Like yeah, I was right. always like, just eat from the earth yeah. and let the herbs heal you. And I still believe in that. But we are in a different time now. Yeah. We're in a different time where organic doesn't mean much yeah. and there's a lot of chemicals and a lot of nutrient deficient soil and we're getting, we're seeing that in our food. Mm. And I felt my own energy declining. Yes. 
we have to sort of adapt to the time in which we live, and I would say that you, you nailed it with that. Um, so that's, that's a, a day in the life of Carrie in terms of hydration as well as nutrition. Um, what about, what is it? Gly glyphosate. Yeah, tell us about glyphosate. So that's what's on all of the, that's what's in the Roundup crop. That's what's in our herbicide and pesticide spray. And it's related directly to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and several autoimmune diseases that we discussed a little bit earlier. Um, there's actually quite a lot going on with the Bayer-Monsanto lawsuits right now and a lot of research going on on what it's actually doing to our health as we're seeing this come into fruition as, you know, it's been around long enough that people are having chronic disease from it. Right on, right on. Uh, one, one last plug or, or note, um, not all mineral supplements are created equal. Um, we were talking about the importance of really understanding not just where good food comes from, but where good mineral supplements come from, right? Mm -hmm. And that has to do with absorption rates primarily? Yeah, so there's a couple things. When you, you go into a grocery store, you're looking at you know superfoods. Of course, you always want to get organic. Um, certified organic doesn't always mean a whole lot in the U.S., so you do want to really research the company. What are their practices? What are their reviews? The, all of those screens of, you know, what, what's in the soil and what's in their, their uh, chemical profile is all public information. Right. So something can say certified organic and not be good, but you really want to look at how it's grown, mm -hmm. where it's grown, how close they are to other fields. Um, and you also want to look at if they're heated. So if their stuff is heated over 108 degrees, you actually break the minerals. And so you break the digestive enzymes and you lose about 70% of the nutrition in the product. So a lot of times when you get an organic superfood, quote unquote, you will see it's really dried out. It looks dry. It doesn't look really alive. Yeah. You may not even notice any difference. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, I take this expensive superfood powder right. every day, but I don't notice. Right. So what's different is they're not all created equally. They are, you know, how are they harvested? Are they wind dried or slow dehydrated at a low temperature to have all of their nutrition? That's really important. Mm -hmm. um, and then with minerals as well, you want to look at the absorption rate. So have they done testing on the absorption? Have they done testing on your superfoods? How much is actually being brought inside of a cell? So the products that I work with specifically have, you know, between a 90 to a 97% absorption rate, which is extremely high. Right now, I'm going to try to put some links on the show notes uh, for those listening on, uh, on the products that Carrie has researched and recommends most, uh, primarily minerals and and the powder? The, uh, yeah, yeah, so I like the ionic elements a lot mm -hmm. for the minerals. Um, and then, you know, the power shake is amazing for the organic sprouted superfoods. That's really isolated from a small farm. Yeah. Uh, and then I use a product called Biomedic, and that's a really powerful one that has recently really enhanced my practice. Um, usually when you're trying to remove waste from the bowels, you have to do some intensive juice fasting or drinking charcoals and clays <clears throat> and... You know, things like enemas and clonics, which is not fun. No one wants to do that. So I've been working closely with a product called Biomedic that actually removes glyphosate right off the bowels. 75% of it is removed in six weeks, and that mm. was studied by the Detox Project. So using that product shortens the, uh, the, the, the healing cycle or the healing time for your patients? Exactly. Like, yeah. they, get, they get where they need to go so much faster. Right. And a lot of times absorption just isn't cellular absorption, it's also absorption in your gut. So if you have this plaque built up in your gut, then the microvilli on your intestine are lodged on this plaque and they can't come out and absorb nutrition. So when we're able to remove the plaque, then with the microvilli come out, they absorb nutrition again, and then this feeling of insatiable hunger uh, will go away. Sauna, so on to sauna on that, thank you. Yeah. Um, 
what were you doing? Where would you sauna before we met? Like, what was your sauna? Where were you going to sauna and stuff? Well, unfortunately, the only sauna I could do was at a fitness center. Yeah. So, you know, I got a membership just for sauna, really? and it was dry sauna. What, and th there was a sign, no water on the rocks? Right, no water on the rocks. And, you know, it's not the same, so I would actually bring a water bottle in and throw it all over the floor uh, so that I could get some humidity yeah, in there right. and, you know, yeah. start to, to elevate so, the heat. So that's, <laughs> that's a compliment to you, Carrie. I thought for sure you were going to say, I bring a water bottle in there when no one's around, I douse the rocks. Oh, but... I do that too. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but when people are around, I throw it on the floor. Oh, that's... <laughs> You are so politically correct. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, you're abiding by the rules, right? Yeah. I mean, that you know, there's there's something to that. I, I mean, uh, hey, so a sauna without rocks is not a sauna, and a sauna without rocks where one cannot toss water on the rocks is still not a sauna. Mm -hmm. But you were quite resourceful. You could even douse the, the walls and get some hydration. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you would, uh, uh, at the health club, you would... You would uh, you, have some gymnastics about trying to hydrate in the hot room as best you could uh, and then and then you'd be done with a sauna round and then what then I would go right into the shower I would take yeah. a cold shower yeah. and then I'd go back in yeah. so I would do three or four rounds nice. there uh -huh. mm -hmm. so we met uh, at what was the conference where we uh, Minnesota Yoga Life Magazine Winter Wellness Retreat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you knew that a wood-burning sauna pulled up, uh, I could see your eyes. I mean, you brightened right up. And then when I saw you opening the jars of, uh, uh, in, in the lunch with quinoa and fresh fruit sales, then my eyes lit up. And our friendship was, was established. It was, yeah, yeah. That was the moment. And I all I could think about all day was, I hope I can get out to that sauna before yeah. they pack up. Yeah. Um, I have had experience in authentic uh, wood-burning saunas before, and when I teach healing retreats, I always go somewhere that has a sauna, and one of my favorite retreats was in Bocas Islands, Panama, and we had a barrel wood-fired sauna, and we would run from the sauna into the ocean sure. and back and forth, right. so right. when I came home, I was felt just crushed that I didn't have that experience anymore, and I got my gym membership, and mm -hmm. sadly enough, yeah. just started pouring water <laughs> on the floor. Uh -huh. But it, it does not even come close to comparing. Yeah. How would you compare the difference, um, you know, this sauna, this, call it the, the uh, health club sauna experience, um, and then this wood-fired sauna experience that we're, we're doing? I mean, um, you're, you're, very, uh, you're a very sensitive person, and you're very in tune to how things affect your body and your mind and all that. Um, put it in words a little bit about the difference that you that you're experiencing now with sauna compared to the health club well there's a lot of differences on the physiological level it's more so that you could feel this like your skin was getting hot but you weren't really like heating up from the inside there wasn't this humidity yeah. that was like helping a toaster your skin. feeling more. yeah yeah it felt like you were in a toaster oven and like you know from anything you know you want don't want your organs getting hot but you want your skin being able to eliminate waste and it would take a really long time yeah. to get to a sweat. And so the humidity in the room is really beneficial to allowing your pores to open up and to, mm -hmm. you know, not feeling so zapped after a sauna as well. Got it. How about uh, ventilation? Do you notice a difference there with the air, the, the, the freshness or, or the, the different air? Experience? It's very dry. So it's very dry air. You almost feel like dry mouth, like your eyes are dried out when you get out of there. The and wood is even dry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like in a in a in a health club environment. Correct. Yeah. How yeah. about our environment? The wood fired, the saunas we're taking lately. How, how is the ventilation or the air feel different there? It 
it's incredible. It never has even an odor or a smell. It's just so fresh. You can f smell that there's water in the wood yeah, and that like yeah. you can smell the cedar and yeah. yeah, it just feels great. Like it really? feels like you're in a, like a, you know, like a humid environment. So you don't feel like that, just that dried out feeling. It's right just on. much different, especially when you can breathe in the yes. steam into yes. your lungs. Yes. It's super healing to open up the lower lobes of the lungs and to clean out and expand your lung capacity as well. So, you know, sometimes in sauna you can actually use essential oils and things to like open up and heal your lungs too. So it's just so many benefits to having yeah. the steam, water on the rocks, wood fire and sauna. Lovely. How about the cool down itself? <clears throat> We're juxtaposing this hit the health club shower, uh, maybe back in by the pool, um, internal air, uh, to what we're doing now, you know, this outside, this, the, the fresh air and the, and the coolness, um, miles different. Yeah. <laughs> right? Miles different. Yeah. I mean, it just feels very like disconnected to on a community level also, oh, you right. know, like yeah. you're, you're in a dry kind of stale environment um smells like a chlorine pool yeah. when you're at yeah, the right club on. you know yeah. and you don't want to jump into a chlorine pool after sauna you don't want to so be... right it's sort of like me maybe the difference between uh, a shopping mall and a hike in the woods exactly mm. yeah, yeah it's just not the same so the earth elements that you get and yeah, in a community that happens on yeah. the bench yeah. is totally different right right yeah yeah um so it's been a big difference for you this this authentic sauna that we're dealing with and mm -hmm. you're a big fan i mean yeah. i've i've there's a couple of things i noticed about sauning with you carrie is uh number one is you can hang in the hot room you're no mm -hmm. stranger to sauna i can tell you're conditioned you have a long session in the hot room um also you uh you're really busy but you make time for sauna mm -hmm. it's right? a priority for me yeah, yeah. I do make time. I know how much, you know, how many benefits it is. You know, I think we put a lot of weight in and how much we move and how much we work out and how much we do. And actually, you can get the equivalent of running for an hour or two yes. by doing a sauna session yeah. with your cardiovascular health. Thank you. So you may not get the physical muscular benefits. So yes, of course, do your push-ups, do your planks, do your workouts if you're achieving muscle stamina. But when you're done at the end of the day and your body's tired, do a sauna instead right of going for a run. You got time for one more yeah. sauna round? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, let's hit it. Um, uh, any other thoughts on the nutritional side of things? I mean, you, I, you've been really great uh, for us uh, um, to not get too... You, you kept it really... Um, you, you kept it out there for the layman. I, I think you got deep in the woods in a very technical way, but I commend you. You know, you kept things very um, easy for us to understand. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Is there any other input that you may want to have on a nutritional side? We really covered a lot of bases. Mm -hmm. I don't have any other questions in that arena. Is there anything we missed? Um, the only thing I really look at is, you know, the balance, you know, a lot of people don't understand why they have dehydration or, yeah. you know, what acidity would do in the body. But so I look at living on the alkaline side of the fence. And when you talk about chemistry, there's acids versus alkalinity mm -hmm. and acids mm -hmm. are corrosive and they burn tissues and cells. Yeah. 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 And alkalinity is, um, alkalinity is something that. that that's good. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Got keep it. talking. I'm going to add a little bit of uh, drops on the, on, you were talking about essences. A good buddy of mine gave me this, uh, this flavor. So I needed two hands. You're holding the mic. You got it. Alkalinity. Keep going. Yeah. So alkalinity is what heals and hydrates your body. And acidity is what puts us into precancerous states or damaged tissues and cells. Yeah. So, you know, I, I live by an 80-20 rule. 80% of what I put in my body is alkaline and 20% is acidic. So... 
Um, you know, during the weekdays, I really strive to be on an alkaline diet. I stick to all organic fruits and vegetables, and maybe on the weekends, I have Thai food and a glass of wine. Right. right? Perfect. So Wonderful. You want to yes. have balance in your life, but yeah, you know. and and those cheat those moment we could call them cheat moments, but I don't think eating uh, eating a great Thai meal and a glass of wine is a cheat at all. I think mm -hmm. you've earned it, right? Oh, totally. It's yeah. not, and don't even like think about it as a cheat because that yeah. gets to be an unhealthy pattern. Yeah, but, thank you. Yeah, thinking of it as you're just, you're trying to maintain an alkaline balance in your life. And we are an alkaline species. That's our primate type. Our, our species type is primates, which means that we have to maintain around a 7.4 pH in our system at all times. So if the majority of what we're eating is acidic foods that are pHs of 1, 2s, and 3s, we can accept, expect to have a more acidic in and sick environment inside. Wim Hof, uh, been on the, he's a fellow mm -hmm. Somatoc uh, uh, guest, um, talks a lot about alkalinity and through the Wim Hof method and deep breathing, super oxygenating the cells in your body and then the cold showers, uh, your body becomes more alkaline. Absolutely. Makes sense? Yeah, I well, actually... Why, why is that? <clears throat> so, your 70% of of waste period from your cells is actually eliminated through breath and 30% is eliminated through water feces or urine feces or sweat so it's really powerful the sweating on this level is powerful the breath is even more powerful mm. so I actually do breath five minutes of breath work every day right. every morning when I rise I do what five minutes of breath like work. What does that look like for you? Okay. What does that look like for you? So like how long, how often? Yeah, about five minutes. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell, uh, you can even do a couple of breaths. Tell, tell us your methodology for deep breathing. So for deep breathing, I actually do it right when I wake up in the morning and I like to sometimes elevate myself up on a couple of pillows so I'm not laying flat on my back. You want to be careful when you start doing deep breath that you're not just breathing up into your chest and creating hyperventilation. So the goal is not to feel lightheaded, um, not to be dizzy. It's deep diaphragmic breath. So you're breathing into the lower lobes of your lungs. Your belly should be rising when you yeah. breathe. Can you give us three breaths right now? Yeah. So this breath is actually um, something that's called like soul breathing. Yeah. And it's not necessarily Wim Hof version, but I've done a lot of Wim Hof breathing. I like, I like all breath. All breath is good. So there's never one better than another. They're all great. They all do different things. Um, the one I'm most comfortable and well versed in is something called soul breathing. And that allows your body to really get deep into the cell level. And so you really inhale as big as you can, like as expansive as you can. And so if you think of like pulling a bow and arrow back as far as you can, and you wouldn't just slowly let it out or the thing would just fall on the ground, your arrow would just fall on the ground. So a lot of times we do that, we control our breath. We are controlling the breath with the diaphragm. And so what you really want to do is fill all the way up and yeah. then just let the diaphragm drop. Can just we, like you let that arrow go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to lead or just do one and I'll, I'll yeah. do the second one? So we'll inhale. I like to keep an open mouth. And when you're a brand new breather, you might want to use the sound PA paw sound on the way out. And it'll help you just drop the breath. So nice. it sounds like this. trying to do uh, so you're trying yeah. to have less movement so if you yep. actually you don't want your chest lifting up and down at all mm -hmm. you actually want your belly going out so put your hand over your abdomen take a big inhale uh, on your inhale there you go on your inhale your belly should go out instead of your chest going up
No chest movement. No chest movement. So about five minutes of this for you in the morning. Yeah, so five minutes of this for the morning is way better than like seven cups of coffee. Wow. Will you, um, uh, will you hold it? Will you hold or, um, uh, will you hold the breath or just, for five, will you count breaths and stop and rest? Or? Yeah, I do about, you know, it's got like a hundred breaths to joy. Uh, okay. A good breath facilitator. Her name is Terry Peterson. She's the one that introduced me to this style of breath, but I do this like continuous flow of breath. Like there's this concept of the way you breathe is the way you live. Okay. You know, a deep conscious and connected breath equals a deep conscious and connected life. And so if you can breathe through all things, you'll be better off. But yes, there is a point at which you can actually take your biggest breath in. If you're noticing that you're getting short of breath or you're wanting to stop breathing, your breathing's getting more shallow, you can take a big inhale and then just hold your breath. Yeah, hold on the inhale. Hold as long as you can. On the inhale. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you hold it. You'll be surprised how long you can hold it. Yep. And then you just let it out. So and then you, you and go right back into yes. the breath. As you know with the Wim Hof method for the first couple, three weeks, it's hold on the inhale and then it becomes hold on the exhale. Mm -hmm. Theory being that CO2 is a, is a, you want it out of your system. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. will you ever hold on the exhale or do you like to? I end? do. Yeah. So mm -hmm. after, you know, this is for well experienced breathers. You really want to get into a breath pattern first of just being able to consistently breathe without hyperventilation. Then you want to work on the expansion. How long can you hold in yeah. your breath and expand yeah. your lungs? And why is that important? Well, it's important because you actually, when you're hyperventilating, you're changing the chemicals in yes. your brain. Thank you. So you can pass out. You can create this like euphoric high, like you've done drugs um, when you haven't. So the goal is not hyperventilation ever. It's deep diaphragmic breath where you're bringing more oxygen into your cells than mm -hmm. less. And that's the, back to the parallel with Wim Hof, is <clears throat> when holding on the exhale, you're actually supercharging all of your cells with oxygen, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're purging all the carbon dioxide and all of the waste out of your cells. And then when you take that big breath in, yes. every all the oxygen floods back in. Right. And would it open pathways? Absolutely. So many pathways. So breathwork is a really powerful piece of healing, um, no matter what you're healing from. You know, breathwork in every day is just really beneficial to yeah. overall vitality and life yeah. force. Back to sauna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? Is that all right? Mm, yeah, please. Um, yeah, so we're, um, just to update listeners, um, through Stokeyard Outfitters, 4700 Nicollet Avenue South, we've really, Carrie and I have really lent our hand with each of our expertise in helping develop this urban sauna installation um, where folks can reserve a spot through carriewisewellness.net and uh, reserve a bench spot. Um, come over for great sauna. And, and you mentioned about um, the community aspect, a great, you know, growing great tribe of, of people uh, that are enjoying this experience. Are we doing uh, yoga and we, are we doing breath work? I know we're enjoying watermelon, lime, and... Ginger. Yeah. Yeah, so anytime weather permits, we're doing yoga beforehand. You know, about 40 minutes, 45 minutes of yoga, uh, wrapping it up with some breath work. If there isn't time for yoga, we're actually going to start doing breath work and meditation in the sauna. Yeah. So yeah. just light breath work, you know, we don't want anybody passing out, of sure. course. But yeah, so we just come over for community and collaboration, yoga, breath work, and superfoods. We always have fresh watermelon. We always yeah. have watermelon, ginger, lime juice. I always have superfood shakes there. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll just, and aminos as well, your amino acids. So you'll yeah. notice the difference of one round of song yes. to the next as you yes. start to bring in these elements of support. And, and this is what this makes this collaboration just so timely and wonderful for me is... Um, the missing link for me, uh, proper hydration and nutrition, is being fulfilled thanks to Carrie and her contribution to the sauna experience. It's, it's been so 
valuable, like for, and there's no better word, it's been really valuable for me um, to bring this into the, into my sauna practice. So thank you. For You're that. welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. We got a few more questions. I thought maybe what we'll do is I'm going to, well, I'll ask a rapid fire question right now. The two saunas over at 4700 that were wood-fired are mobile, and it's with custom mobile saunas. We're having a great time. We're building saunas for others. We're taking sauna on the road. Carrie, if you could have a mobile sauna and bring it anywhere in the world, what's the first place that comes to mind? Anywhere in the world? Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. And sauna. Well, anywhere by a body of cold water. Okay. Period. So we're narrowing that down. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to keep it open and say anything north of the 43rd parallel, or is there a, a certain spot that comes to mind? Mm, I we can think, come back to I it. think Lake Superior would be incredible. Very if you're good. looking for Minnesota, that's yeah. like a true plunge. Yeah. Um, obviously, wear life jackets, but a yeah. true cold, warm yeah. plunge would be something like Lake Superior if I was yeah. thinking local. If I'm thinking global, I would yeah. think like Jamaica, the sea. Yeah. You know, a sauna right in front of the cold sea and yeah. just jumping in and getting that salt water to clean mm. your skin. Beautiful. So there's nothing like an ocean. Nothing like an ocean, agreed. You know, I was out in Southern California, and they, you know, the water out there in the Pacific can be quite chilly, and the real hardy um, uh, surfers are surfing, you know, without, without their, uh, you, you know, their whole garb on, and yet uh, you see some surfers out there, you know, just in a bathing suit, and um, those are the kind of surfers I'm attracted to, because I think it would be wonderful to have a mobile sauna, you know, by the, by the shores of the ocean and the Pacific for surfers. Mm -hmm. You know, hit about six, eight waves, come on in, take a sauna round. Well, and with that sauna round, they're also purging lactic acid out of their muscle tissue. So it's incredible post-workout, especially post-intensive training, you know, mm -hmm. to really get some of that lactic acid pushed out and getting minerals and hydration totally, flooded totally. in. Totally, and, totally. And um, so the question did not come lightly because, Carrie, if you could tell listeners what your travels are looking like for the next uh, six months or so, how much, um, yeah, how much more, um, travel will you be doing in the next few months and <laughs> quite a lot so October 30 we head out to Malaysia Kuala Lumpur Malaysia and we'll actually be staying downtown Malaysia and hiking the Buddhist temples um, and just seeing the mountains and the highlands and then also spending time in the Petrona Towers and just seeing the city so we'll spend about three days there and then we're flying over to um, Denpasar, Bali, and we'll be making our way through Bali, through Semenyak and Sanur, and then into Uluwatu, Bali, where we're gonna have a saltwater infinity pool in the rice fields looking over the ocean. Is this um, the same trip or a separate trip? It's the same trip. We're okay. bringing people in through Malaysia, just a fun trick. It's about 500 bucks to fly to Malaysia and about 1,200 to fly to Bali. So it's a nice little trick. Yeah, it's like you make up your extra time in, you know, you get to see a whole other country. Uh -huh. um, um, so yeah, so we'll be going into Bali and then spending eight nights, nine days there. And then we're actually flying just a half hour flight over to Lombok Island, Indonesia. And right. we'll visit the black sand beaches and we'll hike the waterfalls. And um, we're doing some sauna there. And then right. we'll be uh, flying over to Thailand after that. So right. that's our upcoming retreat. Okay. Then we have December's Jamaica. Okay. Um, that's more of a luxury vacation, but they have one of the best steam rooms I've ever been in. So that's mm -hmm. my substitute persona while right. I'm there. Mm -hmm. And um, how many days is that? Uh, is that excursion? It's seven nights, eight days, December third through the tenth. Before Christmas. Yeah. Before you want to hit the shower and then yeah, we'll talk I about do. the next one. Yeah. So you can think on this. I'll ask you the question as you shower down. Um, if you could sauna with anybody in the world, like dead, alive, past, present. Um, is there someone that comes to mind that you in a, in this, you know, this 
perfect world of, of sauna that you would like to sit on the bench and visit with? Well, if you say dead or alive, of course I would bring my dad back because he's an amazing human and loved sauna. Um, so I would say my dad, but I would also say Wim Hof would be incredible yeah. because he's just highly intelligent and impressive with what he's done with his body, with breath work, and he just gets it. So I think it would be very inspiring mm -hmm. to be able to be on the bench with well, Wim Hof. Our goal is to make this real. Part of the Sauna Research Center is to bring in um, um, the pros, the those that are really in tune to what you and I know as being great, and um, let's make that real. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I sounded I sounded with Wim, but we were on a beach in Jamaica talking really? about that. Yeah, ah. yeah, that was where we sauna talked, um, and uh, I I concur. It would be wonderful to bring him over, and he the cool thing about Wim is he's. He's like yourself in that he's knowledgeable, but he doesn't beat it all over anybody's head, and he likes to have fun. Yeah, that's beautiful, yeah. and that's the best way, you know, is just to create curiosity and share tools if you have them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think about your, we talked about your history with sauna, and you know, the health club, the graduation, the understanding of, of this great sauna that we're, we're experiencing with the great heat, uh, wood fire, great ventilation, proper cool downs. What do you think is most misunderstood about sauna? Like maybe even relative to your patients when um, part of your protocol is to prescribe sauna. Um, what do you think is most misunderstood by those not as familiar with sauna as you or I or many of our listeners? Well, I think that some people think that they have to be healthy to be, in, you know, like at a certain level of health or like that it can't benefit them or they don't like heat. They're like, oh, heat makes me feel sick. Yeah. And they don't understand that the reason the heat is making them feel sick is because their internal environment is acidic. Yeah. And so that heat is really bothering them. But the heat is actually exactly what they need to right. get some of the acids out. Yeah. What, what do you advise for patients uh, with that mental resistance to sauna? How do you help guide them through um, the introduction of sauna? I encourage them to do shorter and smaller rounds. You know, go meet your body where it's at. Never yeah. go too hard cause, or too far. You know, take a two-minute round. Take yeah. a five-minute round if you need to and take frequent breaks. Mm -hmm. But sweating is so important yeah. for your endocrine system, for your yeah. lymphatic system. And overall, the ability to sweat is a sign of a healthy thyroid as well. Thank you. Um, low bench. There's no harm, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, get on the ground. Yeah. 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 The lower bench is less hot. The ground is cool you know yep. I bring my baby in yep. on the ground yep. um, and I'm always on the top and then you know yep. my younger kids will be on the bottom bench right. right there's no harm in that at all it's whatever wherever you're comfortable and however long you're comfortable yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah we've been doing great about uh, providing great heat uh, and great steam uh, to to your patients to our guests to sauna and <clears throat> I think uh, people are really digging it have you heard some feedback from some of your patients? People love it. Like, they love it. They're, it's just, they're like, I can't believe this is here. It almost feels like, you know, it's such a unique space, 4700. It yeah. really feels like you're in a different country yeah. and you're in the middle of the city. Yes. Just a couple minutes from your house. Right. Um, but, yeah, people just love the community. They love the wood fire. They're just like, it's so great. That's mm -hmm. all everybody says. So great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So great. They can't wait to come back. Yeah. Do you, do you find that people like the freeform approach to sauna? Meaning when you're hot, you leave. When you're cold, you go in. Or do you think that people are reaching for and want um, structure, meaning like uh, uh, at the in the office environment, it's this deal where everybody goes in together and you stick it out and the water's introduced and you're really discouraged to leave until that process is over. Which one, given the extremes, what about your patients and what are they like? 
I think absolutely not having a guided sauna. I think that sauna is everyone's different. It's not one size fits all. You know, everybody has a different level of health. Everybody has a different level of heat capacity. Yeah. You know, you can't, I think forcing people to be in a, in a structured environment will make them feel almost scared to go in. Like, what if I'm the person that has to leave early, you know? And, and that's not what we're here to do. We're here yeah. to meet people where they're at and give yeah. them good heat and yeah. help them heal and just have fun. Wonderful. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think the office thing is kind of interesting. Um, but it's so, it was so interesting for me to be in Finland where, uh, there's such a level of freedom to sauna. There is when, when in the hot room, when, uh, you're, you're hanging around and, and you're all sitting in the hot room, uh, when you leave, when you're, when you leave, you just go, there is no, Oh, I'm going to go cool down now. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's a silent understanding of the freedom of sauna that I value so much as well. Um, there is this wonderful, uh, since we're on the subject, this wonderful respect toward lolu or the steam that's created from water being tossed on rocks in that um, generally speaking, uh, when someone enters the sauna, and these are in pro saunas, like at the Finnish Sauna Society and all that, the etiquette is such that when, when one enters the hot room, they will ask those in the room, uh, would you like me to make lolu and, and finish, you know? And then the people on the bench will say yay, yay or nay, often yay, you know, yeah. And then water's tossed on the rocks. Nobody talks. Mm -hmm. It's a silent moment. It's a spiritual moment um, mm -hmm. that when as the steam rolls. And then after uh, the person entering, after they'll, they'll throw water on the rocks and stuff, they'll quietly put the spoon back in the in the bucket and make their way onto the bench. And there they'll sit and there'll be some quiet conversation and this and that and then invariably one or two people will leave and da 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 and this is the flow mm -hmm. this is and then another person comes in would anyone like water on the rocks i mean it's incredible it's mm -hmm. it's this it's the symphony it's a it's a symphony of movement and freedom that i i really love yeah i couldn't agree more with that i think if nobody feels like they have to stay long or you know, we all just come and go and the conversation picks up with yeah. new people and yeah. comes down and then there's moments of beautiful quiet and yeah. yeah, it's just, I really like the authentic freedom and flow in the sauna that we have at 4700. Yeah, it's nice. There's a great social element when there's a good number of people where a conversation can begin, it will end naturally. And then, and then a new conversation can begin and that ends naturally. And then mm -hmm. the whole theater kind of can be revisited outside mm -hmm. in, in a cool down environment where oh yeah I meant to tell you blah 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 or you know what we were talking about in the sauna and then it can pick up again exactly yeah yeah there's a lot mm -hmm. of community and collaboration happening there and on yeah. the bench and yeah. just like it it's funny to see like how intertwined we are I mean every time I go to a sauna event I run into somebody that I didn't know I knew somebody else that yep. was I'm close to like yeah you know yeah just happened the other night that they, she knew one of my good friends in Hawaii and you know mm -hmm. it's just we're all connected and yeah. it's a really great place to just be casual yeah you be, know be casual and free yet also be very in tune to your body very in tune you got one more in you or are we good I'm cold yeah I got one more yeah okay so so and this is uh this is quite so we, we can wrap it up uh Carrie and, and I appreciate your time I, I let's see I had one more um uh, mobile sauna, we talked about that. We're going to talk about, uh, so Carrie, we talked about what a 
day, what your day is like uh, with sauna as it related to nutrition and hydration. Um, what's your favorite part? Uh, uh, you wake up and you know it's a sauna day. Uh, as you think about the full day, from the thinking of it to the arriving to stepping in for your first round, the first Lolu experience, the first cool down, the whole game, even when you're done with sauna and when you talked about your, your, your meal, you know, um, what's your favorite part of, of that whole experience? Mm, that's beautiful to think about. Um, I get really excited when I have sauna days and I, I actually will structure my day differently. I will actually eat more stringent fruits during the day so that I'm in a deeper cleanse mode. So I, I'm encouraging my body to get into a deeper level of detoxification before a sauna, and then afterwards I'm getting into you know nourishment and grounding. Yeah. Um, but I do, there is a, an aspect of meditation as well that comes involved with, with sauna, and one of the nice things is when you have you know, just a couple people, you can get really quiet and set intentions and just like let your body, like be really in tune with what is happening in your body and how often are you really in tune with your body. How mm. much are you in your mind versus just like fully in your body and listening to my body's hot now. I need to get out. My body's cool. I need to get back in, you know? Yeah. So I just really love like the, the quietness that happens in the mind and the detoxification that happens in the mind and in the body. So, so would you say then your favorite part would be in the hot room? I think basically? so. Okay. Yeah. In the, the hot room and like feeling that limit too. Like yeah. feeling like this is as much as I can handle and then honoring that and then hopping out and just really getting in tune with your body and in tune with the respecting the heat and, and what it's offering. Yeah. Thank you. Um, any final words, uh, to listeners? So sauna talk, uh, it's been great. It's growing like crazy. I think the Finland trip and being a, a, a maniac over there, uh, got, got some attention and a lot of people are chiming in and, um, want further questions uh, answered and, and those listening are welcome to ask through Sauna Times uh, in this, this podcast. You can just go on Sauna, <clears throat> Sauna Times, ask Carrie a question uh, or reach out to her directly, wisewellness.net. Mm -hmm. um, please do, uh, please re reach back for us. Um, what else would you like anyone to listening to know? We're sauna nuts, just like you. Yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, uh, in, insights, thoughts, ideas, or are we in a good spot? Well, I would just say overall that whatever you're dealing with, like you can get through it, and like your body is designed to heal when it's given the right environment, and that's my passion is to help people heal from regenerative, you know, regenerative, regenerating degenerative conditions like autoimmune and cancer, and the sauna is absolutely a vital part in that. So. Encourage yourself to build one, buy one, get to one, whatever you can do, you know, three times a week at least is great. Um, but just like always, just do your best to show up for yourself. Right on. Enjoy the sauna, huh? Yes, and enjoy the sauna all the days. Yeah.